Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, host of The Food Scene. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43, and today is Saturday, March 21st, 2015. We'll be talking with Rob Todd from Allagash Brewing. This is a special Saison Day at a Threes Brewing. Greg Jaroski, Justin Israelson are joining me as well. So we've been waiting to have uh, Rob on for a while. Cheers to our uh, supporters, Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. So Rob, you know, we've been drinking your beer beers for years, and uh, we're also joined by Justin Kennedy who's our co-producer, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about today. Well, Justin, why don't you give an intro? I mean, you were up in uh, Allagash not too long ago. Yeah, I was there in uh, December and got to tour the facility, and they're going through a big expansion when I was there, and uh, spent a lot of time hanging out at the in the Wild Beer Room, which is in the back with all the barrels and all the funky beers, so it was a really exciting time because I think, uh, you know, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of Allagash now, and I'm sure you guys are doing some cool things, Rob, so... Um, yeah, maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I can't believe it's been 20 years. I started, I signed a lease in uh, the fall of 94, started brewing in early 95, and then finally sold the first batch of beer in the summer of 95. So it's coming up on our 20th anniversary, summer 2000, uh, or I was going to say 2005. That would be our 10th anniversary. <laughs> it was, uh, see, that's what the Saison does, you know, <laughs> when you would drink that in the place of lunch. But, uh, um, yeah, it's been 2015. It, that's crazy. It's been 20 years. And, yeah, that uh, Wild Barrel Room is very exciting for us because we actually recently – we, we, when I started, we leased space, and we leased it for 12 years, totally moved out of our original building, built a new facility next door, and a number of years ago, we were actually able to lease some space in our original building for storage. We kept leasing more and more and more space in that, and then we were finally able to buy the old building, and what we did at that point is basically gut it and uh, turn it into a wild beer facility, and we've got a number of stainless old dairy tanks in there. And those are designed to age beers with fruit, wild yeast, bacteria for one, two, three years. And we also have space in the barrel room for about 500 French oak barrels. So we've been making beer for that space and just building up the inventory over the last couple of years. And now we've started to package up and sell some of those beers. And Century Saison, which we're drinking today, actually came out of that space. Cool. So what is, this beer is brewed with... A wild yeast strain is that right? Yeah, the Century Saison. It, it's kind of a it's kind of a long story, but um, the short version is it's fermented with a saison yeast and also our House Britannomyces yeast, which is more of the long story. But uh, that House Britannomyces yeast we found growing in a batch of beer. Cheers. Um, and it, it basically in the first batch of interlude, and we just fell in love with the flavor. Um, and we we cultured it, you know, isolated it, cultured it, and we've make a number of beers like Interlude and Confluence with it. And Century Saison is another one of the beers that we make with it. So it's for, it's actually aged, fermented, and aged uh, for a couple of years in stainless. And 
I don't remember exactly where the name from came from, but I'll take a guess <laughs> that uh, Century came from the address of the building, which is 100 Industrial Way, oh, which I is see. which is the building that that beer <laughs> aged aged in. So in that our first sense. brewery, so that was a good you segue. So actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's like here we are. Cheers. We're at threes and cheers, cheers. In Brooklyn. And so it's three, three, well, three. We, Douglas, we, we couldn't be more excited to actually uh, just be here with you guys today. So we're pretty fired up. I mean, it's one of our favorite breweries of forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually remember going up to Maine. My in-laws uh, have a house up there. And uh, even before I was old enough to drink, drink in Allagash up in right outside of Portland, Maine. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's great to all be together. So, jump, so let's talk about here. We're here today at Saison Day. How did you guys come up with Saison Day at Threes? Actually, uh, Kristen, a friend of ours who works for Allagash, reached out to us, and she knows that we're, like, that's basically what we love to brew. So she, uh, yeah, she asked us if we'd be interested, and, I mean, I looked at Greg and Greg, just like, <laughs> yeah, like, we'll do that. So what, so what beers do you have? We, we have some Allagash on draft, we have some Threes. I had an Oxbow Saison when I walked in. Yes, uh, so we have three. Three threes, three Allagash, <laughs> and the rest are just like from all over the world, basically. Uh, from like Dude to CL, we've got Oxbow, we've got Prairie. Um, we just tapped them all, I can't even think of what's yeah, on there right we now. Yeah, uh, Greenport Harbor, Black Saison, right. we got. Uh, Lodgedon. Lodgedon, exactly. Which actually, that I go a long way back with Dave Lodgedon. He. he actually started Y Yeast, which is a yeast supplier. And Y Yeast is the company who actually banks our uh, wild um, Britannomyces yeast that we used in the century. Um, we, we, we have some, of course, at our own facility, but we have some at a couple a couple yeast, yeast banks. And Dave started Y Yeast, so I, I go back over 20 years with Dave Lodge, and he's a great guy. Amazing brewer, and I'm actually drinking the Lodgedon Saison right now. So he makes <laughs> such good beer. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, we almost had like a, a line really dedication does. for a while. Yeah, we we run a lot of Lodgedon here. Yeah, everyone's really excited about it. Yeah, it yeah, some, relatively some new uh, brewery to New York City too. Yeah. In the last six months or years, so. his bottles too are really fairly priced. Oh, it's, yeah, and it's like fifteen, sixteen bucks for yeah, a nice for a really like yeah. world class saison. Is, yeah, is awesome. that's a great great way of showcasing what you guys are doing here. You're a brewery, but you also have great great draft lists too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the beer world, right? Like, it's like I mean, I get more excited to be sitting here next to Rob versus like you know, I mean. Just to like be able to taste people's beer when they're making great beer is just like the best thing in the world. So we want to drink our beer, we want to drink everyone's beer, and just enjoy it. Yeah, right. cheers to Saison Day. Well, let's, Rob, let's, let's, let's get deeper into this yeast because this yep. I never really thought of you as a Saison maker. Um, but let's talk about this yeast. What do you do with yeast? Did you develop the yeast? Tell us how you did that and what the process of having at a yeast bank is. Just so understand how you really make it. With our century Saison, you mean? Um, so, so that has a traditional saison yeast, but we also added this wild Britannomyces yeast. And uh, the story with that, with that beer, we were making kind of a very loose interpretation of a saison, which it ended up becoming the interlude. But uh, it was kind of a high ABV saison, about eight percent is what we had planned. And uh, anyone that makes a Saison has probably seen fermentation starts very strong with these traditional Saison yeasts. And then it it's peters out and slowly finishes over time, especially if you don't 
um, have certain conditions. Saison yeast like rising temperature curves, and but anyway, so we made this we made this saison, but we didn't have a rising temperature curve. We obviously started with the yeast. Um, that was sensitive to temperature and it fermented like crazy for three days and then stopped when the fermentation was halfway through and it just sat there and uh we weren't that busy at the time this is back in probably 2000 it was i think it was 2005 actually um and we just let it let it sit there in the tank for for two or three weeks and i just kind of wrote the beer off and we were getting ready to dump it and i walked in one day and it started. It started to ferment. I could see the bucket, um, which you, you can see in here. The buckets. The, you, you can see the CO two bubbles going into during the fermentation. Um, it started bubbling again. I was like, "Wow, cool!" It started to ferment again. And I tasted the beer, and right away I was like, "Man, there's something. There's a flavor in here that's not from the traditional saison yeast. It had like a Britannomyces character." Um, so we let it finish, and we ran the beer through our lab, and sure enough, there was a different yeast. There was two yeast strains in there, and that other yeast strain was a Britannomyces yeast, and we fell in love with this wild Britannomyces yeast that somehow made it into the beer because it was a real kind of fruity, almost like Jolly Ranchery uh, character from the fermentation. It wasn't the more coarse kind of barnyard characters you get from some breaths. And we fell in love with it, let the fermentation finish. Almost, We almost picked up some wine characters, so we split the beer. Half of it went into French oak wine barrels. Half of it we left in stainless for an extra 10 months. And then we blended it, and it became the interlude. So to answer your question, uh, we've, we've used that same yeast in the Century Saison. So it's that wild Brett yeast, which we found growing at the brewery in a batch of beer, um, and a traditional saison yeast. Had you ever brewed with bread before that, or was we it never just, had? No, so that was just, our first experience with it, and it was purely by accident. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're able to isolate that and then send that to what did you say? Yeah, we, we we sent it just so we could make sure a, that we would never lose this yeast. We sent it to a couple different yeast labs, mm-hmm. both Y yeast mm-hmm. and White Labs, and we're good friends with both of them. And, and uh, Dave lodged kind of, and like, started clean, clean versions of waste. that for you. Or? Yeah, they the they do. They yeah. they keep it on, I guess, liquid nitrogen on slants, mm-hmm. and it preserves the yeast. And they can grow it up and send it to us. And we also have it at the brewery, but just in case, uh, just in case something happens at the brewery, that's we have like the these yeast labs so keep it. Let me tell you what's yeah. it's funny yeah. going on. We're, we're here at Threes for this the saison day. We're actually in the in the brew room, which is really cool. We'll have some photos up. But but, but uh, Greg and Rob are supposed to be judging this homebrew competition, and everyone keeps dropping their. I just got mine taken away from me because I kept pumping it. We kind of snuck in, and we we stole Rob and Greg, so they they couldn't judge, and they're they're here talking about saison. So, but what, tell me about the homebrew part of this, Greg. So, uh, one of Kristen's ideas when she put it together was to have a homebrew component. Um, the homebrewing community is really strong in, in Brooklyn. Uh, So she reached out to uh, Ben and Danielle from Brooklyn Homebrew. They reached out to uh, some of their top local homebrewers. A bunch of people brewed some beer. And uh, Rob and I are going to sit down and judge it. And uh, they're going to win some cool Allagash swag. And we're going to try some of their beer. 
It's funny. I haven't judged. I've only this is the second time I've ever judged in my life. Okay, wow. so I've should, never uh, judged. I don't know why. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I judged a homebrew contest in Colorado. Had to be a dozen years ago, and I don't think I've judged one since. I don't know why. I just have never found myself in a position where I've judged beers. So I've obviously drank a lot of beers, but <laughs> haven't formally judged that many. You judge so. them to your friends. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so. I think you're pretty happy to have Rob Todd. And Justin, you know, your background, we knew you from Sycamore. You're a good Brazil bar. But you, you also used to co-host a, a homebrew event. Yeah, I mean, we still do. Um, actually, the, that's where I met Greg. The first homebrew event that we threw, Greg stole it. He basically won the thing, and then we've done like about six or seven versions. We team up with Brooklyn Homebrew with Ben and Danielle, who are good friends of ours. What's the name of that competition? Uh, it's the Brooklyn Ward. Yeah. So we've been doing that for about five years, um, and then yeah, I mean that's how Greg and I got in touch to do this project. So, so here now it's it, it, it's your involvement, Greg Dorowski Brewer, and you have a couple other partners. Yeah, we've got Josh Stylman and Andrew Unterberg that are our other partners here. We got a great team here. And when you when you came into this place, Three's Brewing, I mean, what what was your vision for it? Um, our vision was to basically build a bar that was just fun to hang out with. At the same time, we wanted to have like the beer that we love, and we wanted to make our own beer. And our philosophy was the same with like wine and liquor and just food, everything. We just wanted to be a just like a fun place to hang out in. And I mean, of course, I mean, as you can tell, we we love our beer, so we're just. No, I mean, coming in here for some reason, I assume this was this huge establishment with. Giant brew tanks and, and giant beer halls, and, and I actually love it. The scale is perfect. It yeah. feels like a nice beer bar, and I'm I'm back here now in in the brewery, and over there you've got side rooms where the home brewers are doing their tasting. So, yeah. cheers to you guys. It's it's a great place. It's our it's our little community center. So it's like it's, in what neighborhood? This this is Douglas and Fourth Ave. What is this neighborhood officially in Brooklyn? I think it's Gowanus. Like once you cross over Fourth Avenue, this is all like manufacturing Gowanus area. So it's which right. is also like a changing landscape right now. I, I really, I had just heard about um, Threes, and it's funny, I've been telling everyone the last couple of days I've been in New York that we're doing this event, and everyone's jealous that I got to come <laughs> here, because you guys definitely are on the map in New York now, everyone knows about you, and there, there's a bunch of people that were fired up that I was going here and jealous because they'd been here before, and there were some people that were mad at me because they were like, oh man, you got you get to check that place out before I get to see it. Because uh, everyone's everyone's heard uh, great things about it, I'll tell you, and it is it's a cool spot. It's packed today, and um, I'm excited to be here. This is cool. Well, it's really cool to have you here. You know, uh, before we were open, Jason, when he was in town, stopped by. Oh, I didn't we know tried that. Some of the beers and okay, you know, it's 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 cool to have you guys here. Let's Thanks just, for let's, let's, we're gonna finish up this this second in a minute, but talk more about your team. So. You know, you're Rob Todd. You got Jason. You got some great brewers. You know, we've got an amazing team. Uh, I mean, family is one of our core values at the brewery, and we really spend a lot of time and invest heavily in uh, you know building a great team at the brewery. We spend a ton of time together um, outside of work. Uh, 
doing fun events. Um, we have everyone, all employees, even our sales reps who are spread around the country, back at the brewery three times a year to be able to spend time together. And it's just an incredibly passionate team. I always say there's no one that just shows up at work, punches in, does their job, punches out, and, and leaves. Everyone there is just incredibly passionate. And you can feel it when you walk through the brewery. You can see everyone, regardless of what they're doing, whether they're um, working on the bottling line, um, brewing, working in the office. Everyone's just, they're extremely passionate about uh getting people great, making great Belgian-style beer for people. So it, it's it's an inspirational crew to spend time with. When I wake up in the morning when I'm at home, I cannot wait to get in to the brewery and spend time with everyone there. I, I have a blast every day. I can't believe I get paid to just, I can't believe I get paid to do it. And the people, is it's my favorite part of it. I heard some stories about you, Rob, stopping by the brewery at you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning before heading to the airport to catch a cross-country flight when I was, when I was there. So it sounds like you're uh, yeah, obviously really dedicated to the whole operation. Uh, yeah, I, I love being there. It's funny, when I, I, I land a lot in Portland at 10 at night, um, 11 at night, and I'll go right to the brewery and then go out and have wings with the second shift <laughs> at a local bar called Samuel's in Portland. It's a pretty cool place. All right, we're having a great time here at Three's Brewing on Saison Day with Rob Todd from Allagash. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Session Great. L Knife & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is a special season day uh, recording. We're at Three's Brewing in Brooklyn. We've got Rob Todd from Allagash, and we're talking about cool saisons. What's so funny is that when Justin booked this show, I had no idea that there was also a homebrew competition going on uh, at the brewery. And uh, so Danielle and Ben from Brooklyn Homebrew, you guys set up a, like a, a saison uh, homebrew competition, which you're about to judge. Tell us about that. It's so cool. Rob Todd's down from Allagash. You guys are doing a homebrew competition. Yeah. Um, and you can hear how loud it is out yeah, there at, really at Three's Brewing right now. So. Um, yeah, we just contacted eight of our favorite brewers. Um, some of them 
we knew for a fact that they had made many saisons before and made them very well. Um, and some of them had never actually even delved into making saisons at all. So some of these guys are completely inexperienced in making saisons. So, uh, but we know they're all really good brewers. So I think that everybody's probably going to have some good stuff. So. And we've had you on the show a lot, Brooklyn yeah. Homebrew. Tell, just tell us where your new store is and a little bit about you guys. Uh, we're at 164 20th Street in Brooklyn. Um, we've been in business about six years. Uh, just love beer, making beer. You know, we really want to help people make better beer, and you know, it's really a pleasure to get to hang out with all these professional brewers. Yeah, we get to hang out with all the cool people. Being good <laughs> so, and so, who are some of the judges today? Uh, I think it's because you know, right Rob, now, Rob Todd's not a qualified judge. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good. We should be here. Greg is going to be judging for that's for just judges' choice, and then the people are going to have their own complete different competitions. So. Uh, everybody who comes and tastes the beer is going to be able to place a vote for their favorite. So I think you guys are swift enough that, that Rob and Greg, why don't you guys start tasting and judging a little bit, and, and I'm going to talk All to right. Danielle more. Stop. <laughs> you know, and this is cool, too, uh, mixing the home brewing and the brew pub and commercial brewing. We kind of have it all here. And uh, obviously home brewers have been huge supporters of our industry and a big part of uh, getting... Uh, production breweries and in the brew pub industry where it is right now and of course a lot of home brewers have become commercial brewers Uh, tons of people in the commercial brewing business now started as home brewers and uh, you know hopefully anyone that's listening out there will get involved with home brewing join join the aha which is the american homebrew association check that out online uh home brewing is a is a very cool it's a great hobby and there are uh, hundreds of thousands, probably you know, millions of people in the country that are doing it, and definitely it's, millions, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah and it's 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 really cool to have the home brewers come down showcasing their beers today, and it's a great opportunity for us in the commercial beer world to give give these beers a try. So, Daniel, why don't you talk us through this? So, you you have a number of samples. There's eight I, beers, I, I believe, that these guys are about to judge. Um, um, I think they, they range pretty far from anywhere from a session beer up to, uh, I think the highest is about 8% alcohol. Um, and when you said, did you give them guidelines? No guidelines. Uh, I said they can do whatever they wanted to do just as long as it was a Saison or a farmhouse sale of some type. So I think they all use Saison yeast, whether it's French Saison, Belgian Saison. I think one of them has the East Coast Saison yeast, which is kind of a unique specialty one. Um, and, and, and Greg and, and Rob have the, the judging sheets. So, Greg, what are the, the, the categories or, you know, you're judging for? I think, uh, you know, the first thing you look for, if there's any technical flaws in a beer, you know, if, if you know, there's diacetyl in it or, or anything like that. Um, second thing you look at, you know, you smell the beer, you taste the beer. Oh, shit, Rob just spit out that yeah. first. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. What's amazing is, is, is definitely you've seen the, the quality of homebrew improve yeah. in the last 10 yeah, years. a lot that, of our customers are now the new city brewers, so, you know. They are, and a couple of them are actually going professional now. Yeah, a lot so, of them, yeah. Yeah. So no one's going to – are people going to see our comments? I'm going to feel bad. They, right they probably here. will see your comments, so okay. we always say to just be gentle. Okay. Yeah. Try not to be too – Just use an alias. And so and Justin Israel says, well, like, I don't have an alias. It says, it says Rob Todd right up front. So. That's, funny. That's funny. Greg says the same thing. 
So, like, Justin, <laughs> so for, for five years we're running the Brooklyn Ward. Yeah. Uh, you know, ha- have you seen the change in the quality of the beer? Has it always been good for the last five years? No, it's a, it's definitely like gotten much much better. But you see the the same faces all the time. Yeah. Like like we definitely have like during the war we definitely have like. 10 to 15 of the same brewers that always get in. We do blind tastings for the people to enter, and they always are consistent, which is pretty amazing. There's definitely, like, a top 15 or 20, like, homebrew yeah, people in our crew sell. that are, like, really just making <laughs> amazing beers constantly. So, right? like, yeah. those guys, like, and a few of them, like, their aspiration is to open up a brewery yeah. one day, which is amazing. And hopefully they will. A lot of them are, too, which is yeah. which is what makes New York so exciting, you know? And it's funny, when we met Greg Dorowski years ago, <laughs> he was working at Greenport Harbor, and he was a guy, I'll never contract brew, and <laughs> now he's all, he's all grown up now, because... <laughs> He's actually he's a he's a brewer. He's doing different things. Jimmy and, just know. loves to stir the pot. <laughs> <laughs> Still this not is the, contract for yeah, This, yeah, is, this is the funnest day of my week. I tell you that. <laughs> this is the best show we've done in a long time. So Rob, like, what, what what are you basing your judging on? You're writing notes. You're tasting eight different homebrews. Uh I'll I'll try them all. The saison's a funny category because. There aren't a whole lot of style guidelines for it. So I think, you know, honestly, I'll admit it's a little bit of a subjective thing, I guess, because what one person might consider, you know, a quote-unquote flaw or something that's out of style, someone else might be okay with. I mean, I know our interlude, again, originally was going to be a saison, but... We knew it was a higher alcohol maybe than the style, a little bit darker color than the traditional style. But, um, I mean, for saisons, me personally, I look for uh, a dry character, fairly light color, almost like a, a spicy champagne nose to it, maybe, maybe a little bit higher carbonation. That's what I personally look for, something in the 6, six to 7% ABV range. Uh, but really, that that dry, crisp, champagne-y, spicy character is. Did you what guys actually get descriptors I for the beers? Because a few of them do no, have bread in them. We okay. don't. A few of them have bread. Yeah. So Rob, going back, so you're 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 like a regular saison, Allagash saison. Tell us about that beer. So our saison, and we always try to kind of push style a little bit. But our saison is about six percent. We use a traditional saison yeast. It's a very, very dry beer. Um, again, a little bit high, more highly carbonated than than our white beer, and uh, it does. It, it's got that kind of champagne nose. I mean, when you smell it, you just get a little bit of a hint, a hint of a champagne. Uh, it's not a spiced beer. The fermentation takes quite a bit longer than the white. Uh, I think largely because the beer is so dry. Fermentation at the beginning is fairly rapid, but then as the yeast uh, works away at the more complex sugars towards the end of fermentation, it takes a while. Um, so know, for, it's so for it me takes when a while I, to ferment this beer out. When I, do, our, our I only think out. of beers in terms of like the, the ABV. And um, I know for, for Greg, what you're doing here at Threes, I've had... What's the range of ABV on your saisons? Uh, we, when you first opened, you sent us three different saisons. Yeah, so we, uh, you know, we have a what we call table beer, which is four point two percent alcohol, fifty percent wheat. Kind of, you could think about it like a whipped beer saison hybrid type thing. You know, whipped beer grain bill fermented with saison yeast. 
probably more of like the traditional strength of Saison. And then we also sent you our mechanical spring, which is like a hoppy, you know, seven and a half percent, you know, almost, you know, American style pale ale Saison. So it is cool thing. that within, yeah. within the style, there's that range of ABV. I don't know for Daniel and Ben when you guys set up your homebrew competitions. I mean, is that the only the only style of beer that has such a range of, of ABV, or are there others? Well, our particular homebrew contest that we do with uh, Justin and Sycamore has no style guideline requirements. It's just freestyle, really. So, but if you, if you're doing like a BJCP sanction type competition, Saison is definitely one of the. So this is really just your own sure. your own judging sheet and the judges kind of make this, their own this notes. This is a little different. This is the first time we've done it this way because it's, you know, with the Allagash and everything. So we've never done a Saison only competition. So It's great. Greg, tell us more again about this the Saison we're drinking now that you made at Threes. Yeah, so you, uh, you're you drinking a, a new beer that we uh, just put on tap for the event called False Witness. It's uh, that's blasphemous. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. You're right. I know some yeah. vocabulary. <laughs> it's uh, it's I kind just, of. A, I just a, looked that up. Yeah, 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 I googled yeah. it. Dictionary <laughs> false witness. It's a uh, a barrel aged saison that we uh, we do a secondary conditioning phase in uh, local Cab Franc barrels. Um, it's kind of nice and tart. Kind of accentuates some of the uh, the wine like characteristics that Rob was it's mentioning really nice. that you can get um, yeah. in the saison, and uh, you know it, it was the the first beer to see the the red wine barrel, so you get more of that like red wine character, which is which is kind of nice. Justin, what, what do you think of, of this beer? I think it's awesome. Well, I, I had a, a small glass uh, <laughs> right before we started recording this, and I'm drinking the second one now, and it's yeah, it's really nice. It's got a nice color to it. I'm wondering if the the red wine barrels deepen the color, Greg. I mean, you obviously know what it looked like when it went in. Um, it's kind of got a nice deep uh, hue to it, I guess. It's not red by any means, but it's yeah. You know, yeah, I think it, it's it definitely amber color. pulled out a little bit of color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, I sometimes wonder if oxidation adds a little bit of color. Um, sure, yeah, it does. You know, in, in, in the barrel, yeah. um, we're really happy with it. We're actually. Uh, in the tank behind Rob right here, we have some that we're uh, going to bottle up this week that uh, we'll see in bottles uh, in the future. And then also, the, I'm really impressed with the range of saisons on tap today at Threes. Who's in charge of, of your draft program and selecting the beers? Justin, Justin. you know, just, Justin oversees our, our, our draft list. Um, Everyone kind of has a little bit of a part in it, but Justin is definitely the mastermind of it all. Yeah. You got some great stuff. You got you got Oxbow. What what are some of the other saisons on draft today? Oh, uh, we have Oxbow. Yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're I walked our in brothers up in Maine and that's Oxbow, man. Yeah, they're uh, doing a great job in Maine. That they've been a cool. We we have so many cool breweries that are opening up up in Maine. I think there's over sixty now. I mean, there were twenty five for years, and all of a sudden, all these breweries are opening, and it's really. There's a ton of energy up there. It's, it's great, and uh, some of these newer brewers have really become, have really gotten more and more involved in the industry and uh, politically, and it's it's just been great. It's it's pretty cool. Well, we we look forward to coming up to visit you guys at some point and to come see what's going on up there because all we hear is good things. Come up anytime. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to host you. And cheers! I'm really impressed with what's over here at Threes. I'm glad I made it out. It was we had you on uh, last month and. 
Oh, so, so let, you got some of the assistant brewers here too, Greg. Let's have them come over, introduce themselves. We got, we got a, we're at this remote. We're, we're actually at a, a wooden table in the brewery. And you can hear that there's the, the party going on. But this is an awesome day and a great place to do a show. So, guys, look, lean in and tell me your names briefly. Yeah. <laughs> Put your face right here. This is a little remote. You. Anthony Cerise. Yeah, I'm Joel. Joel. You're just Joel. Yeah. So, Joel's a little soft. So, Greg, you, you got this, this nice little brewery here. And I, there's even barrels, you know, ready for aging. What, what do these guys do with you? How do you work as a team within a brewery? Because I think that's a lot of people want to, you know, there's home brewers, but when you, when you get to this professional level, you know, you worked at Greenport Harbor. you, you got to have some kind of system and team. Well, it's kind of I make a mess and these guys help me pick it up <laughs> more than anything. Actually, we really joke about the biggest move. Sure. That's all we do. With a space like this, there's no room. But, uh, it, you know, it, it's important, you know, as Rob was saying, to have a, a, a very good team. Um, so very early on we knew we... You know, even though we're a rather small brewery, uh, you know, by the amount of beer we're producing, we're putting stuff in barrels, we're bottling stuff, uh, we have an off-site warehouse where we're, you know, processing fruit and putting it in barrels, so it's important to, to get a team going very early on. Um, so Joel actually knew our contractor, and uh, he came down and homebrewed home with me a few times down here when we were uh, brewing pilot batches. And uh, Anthony, I've known for a long time. He, uh, you know, actually came in and interviewed out at Greenport Harbor when I was out there. And uh, he works at Tourist and, you know, was very interested in, in helping out. So, yeah, it was uh, a nice little beer community, man. Yeah, so, it, it's pretty cool, you know. So you guys are, right now you're in the process of judging the saisons. Like, so, so Rob, from your notes right now. I'm looking at eight different saisons, all different colors, from like almost a yellow to a dark amber orange. Do, do the colors correspond to tastes? I mean, they definitely can. Uh, there's one here that's a little bit darker that's definitely got a, a notable roasted character yeah. to it. Number two? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a nice maltiness to it. Yeah. Um, but absolutely, I mean, it all... If it's darker color, it's going to have, uh, in all likelihood, darker malts or um, a, a little more of a caramely character to it. So, yeah, the colors has an impact on it for sure. All right. And then, Ben and Daniel, you want, you want to say anything else uh, about the homebrew competition today? Uh, not much. Give I some mean... shout-outs to some of the – do you have, like, you have like certain all-star homebrewers that, that do all the competitions? I'm... You want to yeah. give a shout-out to anybody? <laughs> a lot of them are here today. I mean, way back when, Greg was, was one of them. Greg was one of the All-Stars back in the day. You were the All-Star. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we we wish we could have more people here because uh, we could, probably could have provided about two dozen awesome homebrewers. But, um, and then you know, your, your guys, shop really becomes the center. Yeah. I so mean, for this, did you bring in certain malts or yeast? To facilitate um, the saisons, or you are, you always have this. We pretty much always have most of the stuff in stock. Um, I think a few of these guys actually said that they use the New York grains, which we've finally started like officially carrying all the time. Um, so that's a nice addition to have. Is just a local malt that we can all use comfortably that works really well. So. And then what's the most popular like for for, for people that are buying from your shop? What's the most popular malt and hop? And other um, products that people are buying, or is it? Oh, I don't uh, know. Can't that even ranges. Cascade hops, <laughs> Cascade hops I guess. Still, yeah, 
continue to be. Definitely any of those like big IPA hops that you always hear about, which is Mosaic and Galaxy and Simcoe. I don't know if it'll yeah. ever die out. It's just what oh, everybody never, uses. It, it, th- those um, are the beers people. That, that's always yeah. what people want, essentially. Chico yeast. Chico yeah. yeast. And French Saison yeast. Yeah. yeah. And then with, with, we're going to wrap up, but with the popularity of homebrewing, do you feel like you're actually a brewing supply shop now? Yeah, I think we've always been yeah, a that's all the show. <laughs> that was the plan. That was it's the plan. <laughs> all right, let's make a quick toast. Hey, we're going to be back in a few minutes and on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. This is a special show at Three's Brewing. It's Allagash Saison Day. There's homebrew competition with uh, Brooklyn Wart and Brooklyn Homebrew. And uh, this is wild. But you get Rob Todd judging homebrew, which he's only done once in his life, and Greg Doroski judging homebrew. So what are you guys talking about? You're, like, going back and forth, like, what, number two, number three. This is light color, dark color. Are any of these, like, you don't like? <laughs> you know, these are all great efforts. I mean, you know, it's amazing how good homebrew's gotten these days. And there's so many resources out there, ingredients-wise, you know, great homebrew shops, um, like the one that, that you guys have, and just so many resources online. I'm sure great support at the homebrew shops. Now, these are really these are really good efforts. I, I feel bad almost eliminating <laughs> beers for certain quote unquote flaws because so what, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to so make. What are you beer. finding that makes you, making you eliminate a couple of these beers? Because you're you're tasting eight different saisons right now. There's some stuff that's just kind of clearly out of style. I mean, one we eliminated for diacetyl. One we eliminated because it had a little bit of a roasted character, um, but. You know these are these are good beers. Like no one should be ashamed of these beers. That's for sure. Yeah, no, they're all definitely very solid. And I think you're right. Home homebrew has really advanced. Um, even when we were judging the Brooklyn Work last time in, in this room here, it was between three or four beers. Least, it was yeah. kind of a toss up between yeah. them, and everyone. Then it just you know, comes down to preference. It, at that it point. came down to preference, yeah. and it came yeah. down to like style. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think the internet is huge. <laughs> Um, just having kind of the the, the larger network of homebrewers, um, you know, experimenting with different yeast strains, styles, um, approaches to brewing beer, and uh, that's great. Let's bring it back it, to Rob's time. It, 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 <laughs> and all, and all I'll also mention, you know, with judging, it's 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 funny because. I mean, I, I, like I said, I feel I feel bad to There's write like notes. Five people in this room. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel bad to write notes and attach my name to it because uh, you know you take it personally when you read the comments on the beers. And I can't tell you how many times. Well, I mean, for years we've entered beers in the GABF and the World Beer Cup. We read the notes on the beers, and you kind of take it personally. Well, and I'm just put my name I'm, on it because <laughs> everyone knows I don't. Yeah, know that's right. Beer, yeah, so Jimmy, Jimmy said. <laughs> but uh, once again, I got to say, Greg, every time he's Writing something, I just see Rob Todd's things. <laughs> 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 All right, let's circle back, Rob. But, 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 but stop. Okay, okay. I want this is the first time we ever really sat down with you on the show. And last year we had you on the, the Sierra Nevada beer camp train. I remember in, and you guys were partying. I remember so, vaguely. I want to. I want to. <laughs> remember being on a train. It's Rob Todd's story time. Okay, so I know Justin was up there. Just a little background. So I know you told us that like Allagash White kind of built 
you know, what you were doing, but you're all over the place. I mean, you've got a black, you've got a saison, you've got the special series like interlude, and then you've got the special bottling. So, first, Justin, jump in. You went up there not too long ago. Yeah. Give us some anecdotes about Rob Todd and Al. Well, Rob wasn't there when I was there, but one of the cooler things I found out is about how a lot of the brewers, not even the brewers working there, but everyone that works there can brew on the pilot system, and that's kind of how I understand the Saison beer came about. Is that right, Rob? Someone was kind of brewing on the, the little pilot system and developing a recipe and... You know, I don't remember the exact Saison story, but you're absolutely right. Uh, anyone at the company that has an idea with a beer, they can go to Jason, our brewmaster, and work with Jason to come up with a pilot batch recipe and brew it on the 10-gallon system. And it doesn't matter whether you're in the accounting department or work on the bottling line or a brewer or sales. You can brew on this little 10-gallon system, and these beers have absolutely become production beers. And... Uh, it's uh, innovation is one of our huge core values, uh, and it, that's been our one of our core values from day one. And when we released the white beer back in 1995, that was an innovative beer. People don't think of it now as an innova- innovative beer. It's a session. It's really a session beer. You can get uh, pretty pretty widely. Um, but at the time, I used to pour samples of that beer. It, for bartenders, managers at restaurants, and they'd look at it and they'd say, you know, the first thing they'd look at it because it was cloudy, they'd say, what's wrong with it? Why is it cloudy? They'd taste it. You know, why does it taste weird? Why does it smell weird? It was an innovative beer, and really that pilot beer program that you mentioned is is a huge part of our innovation core value, and we absolutely plan to continue to ramp brewing on that system up, and our uh, our Fluxus beer, which we brew every year, kind of in celebration of our anniversary. Um, it's different every single year. Last year it was a honey spruce beer that was brewed on that little pilot system by uh, Aaron, who runs our accounting department, and Carl, who runs our sensory, uh, the sensory component of our lab. So that's just a good example of some people from a department you wouldn't usually expect contributing to the innovation at the company. Let's talk about flagship beer. So I know like uh, Tommy Keegan at Keegan's upstate, somehow he got a good review from the New York Times for, for his Nitro Stout, and that's become his flag, flagship beer. Was that a similar thing for you with the white? For the white, I think it was just because when I started, I tried to keep things very, very simple. It was me. I was alone. Draft only, local market only, just the white beer. So I think the white beer has kind of become our flagship beer because it's what we've done from day one. It's what we've always pushed. And I also think it's because it's it's a session beer. And these session beers have really been picking up momentum over the last few years. And the white beer is very much a session beer. And so I think for a number of reasons, I mean, because we've had it from day one. We've always we've always pushed it, pushed it, and it's a session beer just with a lot of character. That but perhaps really it became a flagship, beer. not intentionally. It, just it wasn't intentional. Yeah. You know, honestly, when I started, not much was intentional except I just really wanted to give people experiences with beer that they haven't had before. Um, I, I that was was. 
th- there were so many great beers back then being brewed by the first wave of craft brewers that had come along. And I figured if I was going to spend a year building a brewery, I, I did a lot of it myself, a lot of the welding and plumbing and cutting drainage trenches in the floor. I figured if, if I was going to spend a year building it and maybe my lifetime running it, why do something that someone else was already doing? Why release a beer you could you could get someplace else? So I, the the be, sorry, I keep bumping this tray. The damn clipboard, the clipboard, the homebrew uh, competition. Yeah, but uh, I, I wanted to do something that wasn't available at the time, and in the Belgian beers, white specifically, I felt fit that need pretty well. And then on Belgian, for me, your sleeper is the Allagash Triple. Whenever I have it in bottle or on draft, people go nuts on it. I mean, how did you end up coming up with a triple? That was the fourth beer we did. We did the white for a year or so. Then we released the double. Had just those two beers for a year. And then we released the Grand Crew and then the triple. And that beer, um, what we envisioned or what I envisioned with that beer was very, very simple malt profile. It's basically only two-row malt and uh, candy sugar. Very simple hop profile, so noble hops, and uh, really letting the yeast do the work and express itself. So it's a 9% beer, and keeping the malt and the hops, not necessarily in the background, but just keeping them uh, simple allows the yeast to really express itself. So it, it gets it starts out that beer when it's young, a little bit clovier, spicier, and you get a lot of nice like honey sugar cookie character from the beer as it evolves. You know what's funny is when you when you started and, and the styles of beer that you're making, even what Greg's making here at Threes, we would have said it's a Belgian style, but now I feel like what you're making at Allagash, you're like a truly American st- styles of beer. I mean, it's, it's evolved, hasn't it? We, we, as I mentioned, try not to really stay strictly within style guidelines of particular beer. We like to push the style guidelines a little bit. So hopefully with a beer like the White or the Triple, it, 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 fit, it just barely fits within the style guidelines, but it does something that's unique to us. And that's what we try to do with all the beers. And then lastly, what about the black? The Allagash black, that was a favorite of mine for a long time. What's that style? That one, it, it really isn't a style. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, we, we call it... See, he doesn't, know anything, of, he doesn't know anything about beer style. That's right. <laughs> he shouldn't be judging beer. Yeah, that, well, it's a good point. For, uh, for lack of a better description, it's a stout brewed with a Belgian yeast strain. And we use a different, it's, you know, it's funny, when I started, I swore I would only use one yeast strain to keep things simple, and now we have literally well over a dozen yeast strains we use, uh, just because within the Belgian uh, beer culture, there are just, there's a hugely uh vast, diverse selection of yeast that give you cool flavors and aromas with beer. Uh, but that black, it uses a different yeast strain than our house house yeast strain, which is what we make the white and triple with. And uh, it, that's got it for me, for me, that beer has got a cool balance between like the burnt, roasted characters of the dark malt that, you, that are typical in a stout or a porter and some kind of nice, almost like milky, creamy uh, textures and some of that's contributed by the yeast so we use a different yeast strain for that beer and then one more question so great american beer fest 
Yeah. When, when you're making beers now, do brewers or you know successful brewers like you do you target a category? Do you try to win a Great American Beer Fest? Or, or you don't really think about that when you're making a beer? We, like anyone, we love to win a medal at the GABF, but we absolutely do not try to target a category. We, 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 we brew what we want to brew, and when the GABF is coming up, which, which I'll encourage anyone listening, if you have not been to the GABF, go, because it's an amazing experience. Go to Denver and check it out. It, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a great it's opportunity. Like Vegas, right? What happens at GABF? State That's right. <laughs> I mean, it's a great opportunity. But if you win, try. then it's really Yeah, it's, cool. it's fun. It's fun. And, you know, it, it's fun for me to interact with other brewers from all over the country that are great friends of ours. Try beers from all over the country. Uh, there's a cool event in the back called Farm to Table where they pair some beer and food. Um, Chef Adam Dooley has done an amazing job with with some pairings and food, uh, coming up with some food concepts for that. But anyway, GABF's a great time. But we we really don't target when we come up with a beer a specific category. We we someone will just have an idea for a beer they think would be cool, and it evolves into a production production brew. That's awesome, man. And that's why you're at the cutting edge. And then Cheers. Greg, you're here at Threes. So on that note, you know, you're, you're making some great beers now, too. Are, are you thinking about like something like GABF? Because you know, at the homebrew level, we're submitting, everyone's here submitting for awards and recognition. Do you think, oh, I might want to submit something to GABF? And what's that, that process? And have you ever done it? I, I think for us, it's more about how to present the beer to the public. Um, and style guidelines are kind of a funny thing. They're very useful in setting people's expectations of what a, a given beer is going to be. Um, but they also help people kind of set preconceived expectations. So it's it can be both informative and also limiting, if that makes any sense. Um, but right, right now, if you had to say, I'm going to submit to GABF, and I don't have to pay fees, but is there one or two beers? That, like, for example, this year, we had some surprises from New York City Brewers. Gun Hill Brewing, their foreign export stout won a prize. And, and Grim yeah. Artisanal won for their double negative. You know, would you pick what you have right now, one or two beers that you would submit? I, You know, I'm super happy with our, our Baltic Porter that we just brewed, which is, you know, obviously not a Saison. We brewed with lager yeast. Um that was really, really nice and is also a, you know, when you compare the Baltic Porter category, let's say, to the IPA or the Saison category, maybe a little bit more friendly. Um, you know, I think we'll definitely submit a Saison just because we do, you know, as much as we're brewing a lot of other beers here, you know, Saison is, is, is where our heart is. Um, and then you, you snuck something in. So the, the, the next beer you served us is not a Saison. It's not. It's kind of so, hoppy. Yeah, it's a hoppy. Uh, it's it's a, an IPA we brewed with uh, Brett C. And uh, put some put some blood oranges in. <laughs> uh, blood orange zest and juice. So you're getting funky. And Rob's yeah. over there. He's, he's scribbling down. He's still tasting. It's so cool. <laughs> he's like tasting the beers and we're talking about something else. It's, you guys are so smart. It's unbelievable. You know? but, um, I just, don't know if I'd qualify <laughs> as, as smart. But, uh. So how did you get to be a, a brewer anyways, Rob? I mean, was it your welding skills or what? 
I stumbled into the business. I went to school in Vermont, spent a couple of years in Colorado, went back to Vermont. I was either going to be a cabinet maker or a geologist. And the day I got there, I called a buddy of mine and just basically said, I need a job. I don't care what I do. I've had some restaurant experience. I've had a lot of construction experience. And he said, well, I'm working at this little local brewery. And my boss just actually told me today that we need a keg washer part-time. So I said, sign me up so I get to get paid and drink beer. Uh, So I showed up the next day at 8 in the morning, got trained for about an hour, was washing kegs by 9 in the morning. And within two days on the job, I was absolutely in you know head over heels in love with it um just all you need to do is walk into a brewery and you can see it combines just an artistic creative side and recipe formulation a science side um with chemistry and biology and the, the mechanical side really fascinated me all the pipes and electrical and welding it just kind of had everything i didn't think that there was anything out there that encompassed all those things so i spent two days there and knew what i was going to be doing for the rest of my life cheers to you so, cheers. Thanks for, it's the first time we were all better off because yeah. you uh, made that decision <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to sum it up so, so danielle and ben you guys are at the brooklyn homebrew and you've got a great little homebrew event today for saison day now that you have the, the, the judges have, have weighed in, what, what's the next step that's going to happen to wrap up today? Uh, I believe the judges, well, there's several boxes up there of people's choice being collected right now. Um, so, yeah, as soon as these guys are done, I believe at like 5.30 or so, um, Kristen from Allagash will announce the winners. And everything. what are the prizes? I see some fancy Allagash so bottles over every brewer is going to go home with a cool ship, which is awesome because <laughs> that's really hard for us to get anyway. So, uh no matter what, everybody's going to go home with something, and then there's. But I think first prizes. prize is a Cadillac, right? Second <laughs> <laughs> prize, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I think there's like more Allagash gear for first and second, and then there's uh, gift certificates for here and for Brooklyn Homebrew. So. And then I'll tell you, Justin. I think in, in the future we have to do a whole show just about the Allagash Cool Ship, which oh, is going to do going to come shows again. About the oh yeah, we'll, so, we'll, jo- we'll join you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this has been an amazing show. We got everybody, it, it, I'm not going to have you. Say your names because there's way too many. There's like 45 people in this room, but I'd like to thank our sponsors at Union Beer Distributors have helped to bring this podcast to you tonight. Thanks to Rob, Greg, Justin, Danielle, Ben, Joel, Anthony, everybody for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. It's been an awesome show here at Three's Brewing. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Maggie and Justin Kennedy, and our engineer, Jack Inslee, who has to go back and clean this whole thing up. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us with questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.